More than a week had passed since I had arrived in Pakistan, and I was beginning to get a sort of a feel of the country. The initial excitement of arrival had begun to wane somewhat, and questions that I had kept firmly repressed in my mind at first began raising their heads. The officer I had met at the Pakistan High Commission in Delhi had complained that Indian journalists visiting the country rarely, if ever, wrote anything nice about it, and I had promised him that I would be different. I sincerely wanted to look at Pakistan in a different sort of way. During my first few days in Lahore. I consciously scouted around for images and impressions that I could recount on my return to counter the standard view of Pakistan as a failed state, a country racked by bomb blasts and sectarian bloodletting, looming under the very real threat of being taken over by wild-eyed religious radicals and hurtling towards an uncontrollable chaos and complete. Lawlessness, although not without some effort, I did manage to locate sufficient evidence that might qualify, if not somewhat undermine, those pessimistic prognostications. Yet nagging doubts kept tugging at the corners of my mind. I had desperately sought to shut my mind to evidence that might actually. Reinforce widely held Indian stereotypes about Pakistan, but as the days passed by, I noticed subtle changes within me. I was not being true to myself. I knew, and the struggle to try to be politically correct and abstain from making unfavorable comparisons with India was becoming somewhat stressful. Nor was I being true to the reality of Pakistan as I was experiencing it. Maybe I began to feel Mr. Khan, the Indian Muslim man from Delhi, whom I had met on the bus to Lahore, was right after all. He was traveling to Pakistan much against his will, on the orders of his wife. He hated it there. I can't stand those foul-mannered, block-headed Punjabi bumpkins, lazy, good-for-nothing, fit only for eating all day, whiling away their time ceaselessly chattering. They saunter around, puffed up with pride, like overfed buffaloes in heat. He had bemoaned, quite oblivious to the fact that he was addressing another Punjabi. I hate their smug self-righteousness. He had gone on, and look what they've done to the country that they created in the name of Islam. It's a filthy mess. He had groaned in unconcealed disgust. I assure you, he had carried on with his heated harangue, unmindful of the Pakistani passengers who sat nearby. You won't be able to have a decent conversation with almost anyone in the country. The universities are all defunct. Academic discourse is pathetic, and most people you will meet will just go ranting about themselves, caring a damn for whether you are interested in the cock and bull or not. In the initial flush of enthusiasm of simply being in Pakistan, I had shut Mr. Khan firmly out of my mind. He must definitely be wrong. 
unnecessarily alarmist, unduly pessimistic, I had told myself. But then, a week later, I started seeing visions of him. Yes, maybe. After all, he was not entirely incorrect. I was beginning to change my opinions. I was getting bored, irritable, exasperated, fed up. Suddenly, I wanted to flee back to India.